You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome, everyone, to the Wild West podcast, where we talk to the people shaping how we think about nature, the outdoors, and California's wild places. I'm San Francisco Chronicle travel editor Greg Thomas, and this pod is a place where I interview adventure athletes and environmental advocates and the movers and shakers who are defining and redefining what we do when we go outdoors. Today, we're excited to have Matt Sharkey on the podcast. Matt is the global sports marketing director for the North Face. Basically, he manages the people who manage the North Face's roster of sponsored athletes, which include people like Alex Honnold and Jimmy Chin and Conrad Anker. And he spends his days thinking about brand strategy on a broad level. So marketing, athlete content, audience development, vetting expeditions, partnerships, and generally how to keep the brand relevant. Human storytelling is very important to the North Face. And so it's not just the first ascent or the fastest known time or any of those other things that might be um, a filter or a calibration for somebody. For us, it's what's the human story from the idea to the attempt and maybe there's an achievement, you know, but really it's the whole story. It's the rich story of what goes into a pursuit. Matt's name came up in conversations I've had over the past six months with different pro athletes uh, when I'd ask them about how their expeditions get funded and what the future of athlete-generated content looks like, the stuff you see on social media, for example. Uh, They directed me to Matt. I met Matt at the North Face's headquarters in Alameda. Their campus sits right on the edge of the bay, just north of Oakland Airport, and it, it has this beautiful view of downtown San Francisco across the water. So I was stoked to get to sit down with him and ask him what the North Face looks for in athletes it decides to sponsor and how the company leverages the influence of those athletes. Um, And then lastly, we talk about, you know, what the company is thinking right now in the wake of the success of Alex Honnold's documentary Free Solo, um, which if you guys don't know, just won uh, the Oscar for Best Documentary. We'll get to my conversation with Matt in a moment, but first this brief message. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. All right, we're back. Now on to my conversation with North Face Global Sports Marketing Director, Matt Sharkey. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Matt. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, it's good to have you here. It's kind of a, you're more of like an insider in the industry than I think the the folks that I usually talk to, so. Well, hopefully I can make it sound as interesting as they do. (laughs) Yeah, um, so as the Global Sports Marketing Director for TNF, right? Yep. Uh, what exactly do you do? Uh, I oversee all sports marketing within the North American headquarters, which has a, a few different legs. The biggest w- 
focus of that is on our athlete team. So the global athlete team, North American pro team and our ambassador program. Um, the extensions of that is oversee all the partnerships as well that we have throughout the industry. And that's from a competitive nature to a promotional nature and everything in between. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like simplifying it into a sentence, but really yeah. anything that touches an, a, a performance or athletic endeavor w uh, from a marketing standpoint comes under our team. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to at least start by asking you about, um, the actual roster of athletes that you guys have. You guys have this incredible team, I guess you call it, of yeah. athletes um, from Alex Honnold to, you know, Conrad Anker and Jimmy Chin. I'm curious, like, how that has been built out over the years and what you guys look for, you know, in the athletes that are out there yep. that you might consider signing, I guess. Sure. Um, I would attribute most of it to an organic process over time, to be honest. And I, I, what I mean by that is that the gear, the product has always led for the brand. Like it's, it's the foundation of what we do is we make the best gear to enjoy the outdoors and the places that we love. Um, so from that, it was like an, an inbound attraction, right? Like all the athletes early on, 70s, 80s, or, you know, they wanted the North Face gear because it was the best that you yeah. could find. Um, and from there, I would say that that was even an attraction to somebody like Conrad who first came in the door through retail and was working in one of our stores. Over time, as he becomes one of the greatest alpinists that's ever lived, you know, he amasses, you know, more friendships and more people come into the brand through him. So it, it, that happened in a very organic way. I mean, both Jimmy and Alex, you know, were relationships with Conrad, you know, uh, being fostered there. Um, and then also, you know, Conrad being even a mentor to Hillary Nelson, who is now our team captain and mm -hmm. kind of the passing of the torch there. So I think it's over time, it's been very organic that people wanted the best equipment we provided the best equipment and then it grew as a family from there and it really truly is a family like there's I, i'm sure that there's all kinds of sports all over the world that would want to tagline you know something from a marketing standpoint of how much we're like a family but it truly is a family and i think that that's that's more driven by the athletes themselves than even us, you know, it's, uh, we enable that and we create a two way dialogue between the athletes and everybody that works within the company. But we also do things like our annual athlete summit where mm -hmm. that really helps form families because everybody's together in one place talking about their disciplines, how they're similar, how they're different, you know, what have you. And then just doing basic activities that have nothing to do with their discipline. Yeah. So like spending time like you would on a family camp out, um, for us growing from there is we want people that, a are the best in their discipline that's still absolutely a desire we want to push the the bounds of what's possible and continue to push people in each of those disciplines that we engage in um, so that's one of the boxes if there were boxes to be checked um, another is is that they you know their their values resonate with our values as a company and that's very critical um, to us and then also that they just are part of that ever-growing family you know um First and foremost, though, is it, I, if I had to put those in a ranking hierarchy, I would say it's a tie for the values and the and pushing the limits of what's possible in their sport. Like those two things are most important to us as a brand, and I think yeah. that they're most important to the athletes as well. Yeah, in terms of the sort of criteria or the qualifications mm -hmm. um, of of becoming a North Face athlete um, or part of the North Face's global team. It seems like one of the, the uh, one of those has to be their uh, their reach, essentially their influence. Sure. Yep. Um, so how do you guys 
take that into account these days, given that social media makes it so much easy, it makes it easier than it's ever been to actually like uh, calculate, you know, the like a person's influence? No, absolutely. I think that we're not naive to that, and it's something that we pay attention to for sure. Um, it's not the only guiding principle, though. I think that there's probably uh, athletes, you know, around the world in various sports and various industries would some feel that they're truly ingrained with their brand. Others would feel like they're just a commodity. And I would hope that nobody on the North Face athlete team feels like they're a commodity where it's a it's a, a, a two way street of a relationship where we want to help elevate that athlete. And in turn, we're hoping that they bring awareness to our brand and to to our innovations. Um, and so while we're aware and we'll work with people that do have greater social reach to connect on things that are authentic to that person, um, we will, we don't force, we're not like, Hey Jimmy, you have a bunch of fans. Can you please talk about this new shoe that we're launching? You know, like that's a bad example on the footwear side, but like this new pack or what have you. Um, it's, oh, Jimmy really likes this, you know, like he's going to want to talk about it. Let's give him the tools to talk about it. And that's, that's what we do in terms of a two-way street. I think that uh, really with social media and everybody being able to be their own brand, what's most interesting about that is it just becomes an extension of our own marketing. And so like, you know, whereas you would in 20 years ago or 10 years ago at this point, you would have separated those things out. You'd be like, okay, an athlete is, is how we market them. The only thing that they can do to improve, you know, um, their own ranking in the world or, or their own personal brand is either a, you've got to win at a contest or an event, or you have to really try to, to get as much traditional print or, and or digital media as possible. Right. And so everybody was kind of ranked in the years past on like, where do you stand on, on, on tear sheets and PR rankings, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, and, and, or on the podium. And nowadays every individual athlete kind of controls their own brand and has the ability to, um, to create their own platform. And so we work with them in that capacity because that's a very natural outlet for them. And it's, it doesn't have to be scripted. It's very authentic. Yeah. It's just like, Hey, here's something that's going on with the brand. And for us, you know, the things that we're trying to do, um, being the largest outdoor, you know, brand in, in the space, we, we feel a responsibility to help enable social change. And so it's not just product marketing, you know, it's like, let's talk about bigger initiatives and let's give you the communication tools. If you care about this as well, we'll enable you to be able to talk about it, you know, and we'll give you the tools or let you know what we're doing from a brand standpoint, uh, around this issue. And really it's a very natural thing there. Like we just share that out with the, uh, with the athletes and the ones that feel compelled about that themselves are, you know, just an extension of the communication. Yeah. That's actually where I was going to go next is so many athletes have been so, um, socially and politically outspoken lately. Um, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, talking about, um, diversity in the outdoors or the underrepresentation of women in like, uh, in marketing or whatever. Right. And so how have you guys managed that? It's, it really, I understand what you're asking that there, there's been no management of it or orchestration, if you will. It's, it's honestly paralleled very similarly. Like we have people that are very passionate about issues and at the same time, we have a company that's very passionate about issues as well. And it truly just so happens that a lot of those issues are at an intersection together. And so 
it's it's of equal importance where we want not only for our athlete team but for our own company to celebrate diversity and inclusion and we are mandating that with our athlete team going forward like we have a responsibility to help you know evolve uh how we look at the outdoors and the people that participate in that and so for us you know inclusion and celebrating diversity are two very critical pieces to building the athlete team from here on does it make you think about new possibilities for a North Face, you know, brand ambassador or sponsored athlete? Like, it hmm, definitely, what can these people actually kind of achieve yeah. more than just creating Stoke or like selling jackets or whatever? For sure. I think, you know, an, an initiative for us as a company and as, as the team itself to be more inclusive and to represent diversity more, I think what needs to happen in that space and what I'm you know, very aware of and cautious of is what I don't want to see happen, not only for the North Face, but anywhere in the industry is to bring people in on a level of inclusivity and not help evolve their career. <laughs> like I'm not trying to just like make us feel better about ourselves and say like, yep, we were more inclusive. We sponsored this athlete, but like really what are we doing to truly evolve their career? And yeah. so that is an onus on all of us internally, but especially the sports marketing team to be thinking about how do we bring more awareness to the person? How do we enable them to be on a larger platform so that it evolves their own personal story? Um, and I think that that's, that's really, that shouldn't be something that's agnostic to or you know, just the North Face. Like everyone should be thinking that same way in, in, in the world that we want to live in anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that brings me to a, a question. I, uh, I reached out to a few, well, to a handful of um, North Face athletes before <laughs> I came in here to talk to you yeah. to ask them, like, what would, you, what would they ask you essentially? Uh, um, yeah. And one of them essentially asked, you know, that same question, which is like, it'd be interesting to get them to talk about what, what the North Face does to actually like reinvest in the careers of its athletes and help them grow and develop. Yeah. Cause some of these relationships are like long-term relationships. You Absolutely. know, this isn't like pro sports where it's like you sign them to a four year deal, right. you know, and maybe you trade them or something like yeah, that. This no. is like a lifetime commitment to some of these people. It definitely is. And I think that that's something that, you know, uh, that we have really spent the better part of the last year looking at, because I think to be honest, there's been different cycles of people that have been responsible for managing sports marketing here or the athlete team. And really we want to kind of set a guideline and a standard for how we a grow and evolve an athlete. And then how we also help them sunset, if you will, (laughs) like, you know, like, um, nobody, when you're in a position wants to say like, I don't know if I'm be, if I, my impact is as great anymore. Right. Like, and nobody, nobody works in a job and says, Hmm, I wonder what it's going to be like, you know, when I'm 45, like you're only thinking retirement years. Right. And that's an athlete will be in the same respect. Like maybe if I'm not carrying on in some level of a, being an ambassador, then I maybe am going to retire from the sport, but what is the whole life cycle of an athlete look like? Yeah. And then what do we, you know, how does, how do we play a role in helping guide that life cycle? And so, that's something that we've taken a lot of time to look at this year and, and we're making inroads on what that looks like in terms of setting a standard moving forward. And so really it truly is like, A, how do we bring you in? How do we continue to evolve you? How do we try and get you to the very pinnacle of the global athlete team? And then if that's not what you know your path is going to be, then how do we still you know work together in a way that serves both the athlete and the brand? And 
And then when it is time to like sunset and, and share and foster and, and ask those people to be the ones bringing up the, the new breed and the new athletes in their space, like what, you know, what's the protocol for that? And so it's, it's something we're early days on in terms of like formalizing in, in a level of process, but it's something that we're actively thinking about on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the, the, uh, initiatives, maybe you'd call it of the North face, um, yeah. is reaching out to this uh, urban market, right? Mm -hmm. Like people associate the North Face with the outdoors, but obviously you guys look at, um, you know, appealing to the type of person who um, maybe isn't super hardcore, but is just going out for like a weekend of camping or whatever and right. lives in the city. Yep. Um, so it makes me wonder what types of athletes or influencers you guys might be thinking about sponsoring or backing mm -hmm. going forward. Yep. So like another way to ask this question is like, why haven't you guys signed any like rappers to sure. your, you know, <laughs> no, to your that's team? Fair. Yeah, yeah. Like, yep. what's what's stopping the North Face from doing that? Is no, that it's like a great just question. like a bridge too far for you guys? I don't, I don't think so. No, it's uh, it's not at all. And I think that that truly is kind of the evolution of the brand. To be honest, uh, what we recognize internally and what probably a lot of people that have already adopted us as their brand of choice is that never stop exploring is not just getting to the top of the highest mountain at all. It's a complete mindset around your daily life. And that could mean you are exploring the wilderness or that could mean you're exploring New York City. You know, and so with that kind of platform, it, it, it will transcend all of those things. And we actually are doing, in, you know, projects and initiatives with people that span that entire breadth as well from the pinnacle athletes of the world to people that are producing hip hop, you know, in Brooklyn, you know, and everything in between. So that's actively happening. It's very different in the worlds that how music works and then how mm. outdoor athletes work. Like it, there's much it, 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 and we're, I think that we can play a role in breaking that paradigm and kind of, uh, breaking that mold, if you will transactionally, you know, since the years of the 60s, 70s and payola and the music industry going the way it did, it, it, it became a place where it was, no, you have to pay me an exuberant amount of money to get me for a campaign for two months. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's not of interest for the North Face on an athlete side or on a music side or anything, any other creative endeavor uh, or achievement, you know, it needs to be a symbiotic relationship where like, no, I like what you're doing. I, you like what I'm doing, let's work together. And I think that that will, you'll see more and more of that happen uh, within in exploring urban environments as much as you're going to see it, you know, exploring the outdoors. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Are there any other areas of interest that you guys are working on developing right now that you can talk a little bit about? Um, I wouldn't, I don't think, I think that we're trying to get kind of in a bit of a return to, I think that there was a few years where the North Face it lost its way a bit in in terms of making sure that we were making the absolute best product in the world um, for people that wanted to uh, pursue the highest level of outdoor sport, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I, uh, that not a, a knock at all to the product teams in those times. Um, it was just that the brand got really wide over a time period, and yeah. really we're trying to focus now more on and saying, hey. We're making the best possible equipment for ski mountaineers. We're making the best possible apparel and equipment for climbers. And we're doing the same for skiers, snowboarders, runners, et cetera, all of the sports and disciplines that we play in. So really getting hyper-focused.
focused at being the very best on the product side. And if that means that, you know, we kind of narrow the business for a little while and, and have a more narrow scope, we feel really good about that because it's important to us and to it. It's not something that we are, uh, we, we, we're proving it to ourselves in the same time that we want to prove it to the people that love our product. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that answers my next question, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, what's to stop you guys from getting into like surfing or, you know, one of these other like no, sure. popular outdoor yep. activities that I feel like it seems like, um, the North face, it, at least my impression is the North face should could like easily kind of branch into that. I, no, I don't know. Maybe that's absolutely. like a much like larger kind of gap than I, than I appreciate. It's, it's not a large gap at all. I mean, I would, you would find easily walking around these offices that one sixth of the people here surf, right, you know? Right. And so it's a natural thing from, from an employee standpoint. And we even have some athletes on our teams that dabble in it and are hobbyist surfers as well. Um, we want to come from a very authentic place in everything that we play in. And I think that, what I kind of said in the last answer of yeah, having a more narrow focus yeah. to become the best at those is the only thing that's stopping us from perhaps pursuing other natural pursuits. But for now, we're going to really focus on the core competencies that we feel make us great and let let that guide us for the short term. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Alex Honnold, Jimmy Chin, these guys, uh, Chai, yeah. they just won an Oscar for free solo. Yeah. It was like incredible. I mean, the movie's Absolutely spectacular. Yeah. And then the fact they won the Academy Award is like amazing. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure they're like stoked and <laughs> yeah. uh, have all kinds of sort of new opportunities that they could look forward to. Mm -hmm. The North Face sponsored that film. What kind of a, like a win is that for the North Face? Is, is that new territory for you guys or does it feel like it's all, you know, part of this continuum? Sure. Just to, to be fully transparent and give credit where it's due, we actually, all that we did was we helped promote the film after it had been made. So it was actually fully Nat Geo. Oh, it was? Yep, okay. 100%. Okay. So we didn't, uh, we didn't have any involvement on the early part of that film. It's, you know, it, it's hard to get a lot of partners involved and it, it just made a lot of sense for Jimmy and Chai to take that directly to Nat Geo. And uh, all credit is due to Nat Geo for really coming on and, and, and producing that film. Of course, we were in lockstep with it all the way along. And we've been working as promotional partners directly with Nat Geo and with Jimmy and Chai and the whole production crew since. Okay. So it's a huge moment. Um, I want to celebrate it first and foremost for, for, for Jimmy and for Alex and everybody else on the team, Sonny, you know, Chai, et cetera. And outside of that, I want to champion it for the outdoors, you know, and just hopefully that it gets people to walk out of their door and to not look at their screen in their hand for 10 minutes and pursue something else. And then tertiarily, like, yeah, that the North Face helps enable people to do those things. But first and foremost, it's let's celebrate the feat <laughs> that Alex yeah. did. Let's celebrate the incredible film that the filmmakers made. Um, and outside of that, let's get people out in the outdoors. And when they go out there, hopefully they're choosing our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It was interesting. I mean, winning an Oscar is obviously like a huge deal, but even long before that, how it felt to me as just like kind of a breakthrough. Yeah. Um, there were so many people who, you know, didn't know about climbing, didn't know about Honnold, like right. weren't that, or, you know, knew vaguely about the rock climbing or whatever, but wasn't really interested. And then saw this film. And even if they don't understand like the super technical aspects of climbing or whatever, were able to like feel an appreciation for it and kind of this like, you know, allow themselves to be taken on like that emotional ride of the film and appreciate it. Right. That. Yeah. I think that that was true. Even those of us who do climb and those who don't, I think you had the same reaction. We all knew the end of the story. We knew that he lived yeah, and that yeah. he made it. It 
did not make my hands stay dry at all through the boulder problem. Yeah. So um, I think that we all had a very similar reaction in that in that regard. And I think that yeah, I think I'm so happy that it was Alex that could bring such calculation to his climbing that uh, he's the right ambassador to communicate that because I think the the way that people from the outside looking in that will always look at, you know, that had historically been looking at free soloing is like, this is completely cavalier. It's irresponsible. It's brash, right. you know, and, and clearly he is, if not the most, one of the most methodical climbers that has ever been. And that's a, a the, the right ambassador to, to, to talk about it and talk people through it and make them understand it. Yeah. yeah. He's like whatever the opposite of a loose cannon is. Yeah, He's exactly. like super tight with it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so uh, you've been at the North Face a relatively short time. Yeah. yeah yep. Just cut, it'll be a year in June. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, you know what? What's kind of your perspective on this job, and what direction do you want to take it? Yeah, I think that there's a there's a lot of opportunity within uh, sports marketing and what we can do on behalf of the athletes and on behalf of the products that we make and connecting those two things. And so I think. Over time, you know, what I would like to see is just that we're evaluating all the partnerships that we have. We're thinking about the ways in which that we can collaborate with other companies, with other events, uh, with other series, and then with athletes, and how to bring that all together in a way that's really cohesive and that speaks well to all of us. So kind of just the basic brass tacks of taking inventory of everything. Now I understand all the places that we're playing in and all the partners we're doing that with, and is it our kind of an evaluation period. Like, is this all the right things we should be doing? And then from there, really just growing, you know, the department and our focus on how to, you know, best work with athletes and how to best leverage what they have to offer and how to help support all of the interests that they have. Because we have a very dynamic group of athletes that uh, some are wholly just focused on their sport and what they want to do. And others have tons of interests that span far and wide outside of their sport. And so how can we help, you know, help them never stop exploring? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's an interesting question. What is like the sort of threshold for, you know, when an athlete comes to you guys with a uh, proposal for an expedition mm -hmm. or for some project they want to work on, right. what is sort of the, the, the threshold that they have to meet in terms of, you know, the the type of activity or, you know, whatever might be like the actual content of yeah. or the material involved. What in they're that. doing. We have a very unique way of approaching expeditions and adventures where once a year we open up a, an application process for the entire global athlete team to propose ideas. Yeah. And when they propose ideas at that portion of time takes about a month, month and a half. We try to do it around the athlete summit so that they can talk w amongst themselves and say, Hey, we should do something together and like really start forming ideas and plans and pitches. And then we get together a review committee that comes together and we review all the criteria based on things that kind of, there's several things that go into that, but it's, you know, we're looking for uh, alignment on our principles and the things that are important to us as a brand. Uh, and then additionally supporting first ascents and the best, you know, the, the strongest pursuits in each discipline. And so 
from that, we'll get a breadth. I mean, it, we can get anywhere from some years you'll get 50 ideas, some you'll get 80. So, you know, the, the reality is, is we can really only, you know, between a resource, just not only a financial resource, but a human power resource of putting all the things around that go into these expeditions and adventures. We're lucky if we can ever support, you know, between five to eight a year. And then we, you know, we put everything we've got into supporting those initiatives. And then other ones, what we do try to do, um, is work with other media partners and other partners that, for the ones that weren't able to be selected just out of bandwidth and say, hey, look, we still have a really great story. Here's something for you to work with. Um, so we try to enable as many of those to happen as possible. But it's yeah. it, it is very much athlete-driven. So all the athletes submit their own applications and they all vote on each other's uh, applications. And yeah. so it's really fun to watch that whole process where you know, the, to see which ones rise to the top. And that's based predominantly on how the athletes feel the, the pursuit falls in line with personal objectives and principles that, that, that guide everything that we do from a brand standpoint. Yeah. So when you're vetting these now, mm -hmm. does the success of a film like free solo adjust your thinking in terms mm -hmm. of seeing the potential or seeing the value proposition of these? It's, that's a, that's a really good question. I think, um, I don't know if it's, I don't think it'll shift I think what we what we've noticed and what we celebrate is that this was rich storytelling and an incredible feat that's now widely recognized. And I, I think that we pursue every single content piece that we do with that same hope and expectation, even though some probably speak to a core or endemic audience yeah. better than others human storytelling is very important to the North Face. And so it's not just the first ascent or the fastest known time or any of those other things that might be um, a filter or a calibration for somebody. For us, it's what's the human story from the idea to the attempt and maybe there's an achievement. You know, but yeah. really it's the whole story. It's the rich story of what goes into a pursuit much more so than it is was there a summit? Was there a send? Was there a victory? That's interesting. So maybe this is getting a little too uh, in the weeds or maybe a little mm. too hypothetical, but what does a good pitch for that look like? You mm. know, are you like, mm -hmm. I mean, that almost sounds like you're vetting like a, like you're a Hollywood producer, like vetting a script or a television show <laughs> pilot or something. It's not like that, that different, know? right? I mean, it's maybe less, you know, it's, there's different levels of sensationalism, but that's kind of what it's like, you know? Um, and it's very, you know, people take different approaches to the application process. Some people, it's just, it is, you know, three or four paragraphs describing what they're doing. Some people film projects, uh, you know, teasers on what they want to talk about. Um, varying degrees on how people and it's sometimes it's individuals, sometimes it's teams that are pitching these ideas. But yeah, I mean, it's the 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 review committee is a very rich group of people, right? Where it's partial athlete, it's partial creative, it's partial storyteller, it's part from social. So we're looking at it from every angle of like pr product people, like you know what's interesting about this story. And really, we're just at the end of the day, we're pooling you know, a group of people to have a consensus on what's the most compelling thing that we can put light on. Really, that's what it is. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. 
I'll bet that when people imagine what type of expedition or trip or project the North Face is going to sponsor, they're not necessarily thinking like, yeah, they want a great emotional story or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know? A lot of the time, those those are not what's thought about on the front end, but it's what gets exposed in the process, right? And so, and to that regard, like, it is a balance of we just want good, rich storytelling, um, and we also want the, the greatest pursuits in the history of outdoor sport and being able to enable those to happen. Like those things are, are both of, of importance to the, to the brand and to all of us. Um, but we don't, you know, a lot of the time, the really rich storytelling comes out in the process, you know, and it's yeah. not something that can be scripted or storyboarded at all. It's like, it's just what happens along the way. And I, that, I think that's why we all do what we do. And that's why we love the sports that we do, like is all of the unknowns and the variables, you know, like we know that the goal is to run the furthest distance or to get to the highest mountain or to ski the longest line. We don't know what's going to happen in that process. Yeah. And that's where the rich storytelling kind of comes out of. And I'm, you know, very thankful to have a, a really strong content team and a lot of partners that tell great stories. Yeah. I mean, that was, you just put your finger on it, but that was exactly the magic of free solo. Right. I thought was yep. like, I was, I remember I, so I talked to Alex Honnold about it, uh, before it started premiering and his understanding of what made it awesome was his climb. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, man. I felt ridiculous, like sort of disagreeing with him, but I was like, no, you know what made that effective for me? And like, I love climbing, but like, yeah. you know, what made that effective for me was this whole watching you grow for two hours, basically yep, as totally. like a human being. Yep. That's what it was. No, I'm with you on that a hundred percent. And I, I, you know, to extract down more into maybe minutia on part of that, I'll give Chai all the credit in the world yeah. for really focusing on the relationship once that was understood. Yeah. There was no way that that was understood when they decided to make this film. Right. It just wasn't a component. But as soon as that made itself aware, that helped bring a focus to the film. And it's less about Alex climbing Freerider solo than it is about him growing as an individual and growing through a relationship. You know, And that's that's great storytelling and that requires great direction and, and not direction in terms of telling people what to do, but to see what's happening in real time and be able to capture that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for the time. Man. Yeah, you bet. This is great talking. No, Super educational. really, really good to talk to you. Cool. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Thanks again to Matt for making the time to come on the podcast. If you want to follow what the North Face has cooking, follow the company on Instagram at the North Face. If you want to follow what I'm up to with California Travel, I'm on Twitter at Greg R. Thomas. Or if you've got questions for me or suggestions for who I should bring on the pod, email me at gthomas at sfchronicle.com. Wild West is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you like us, please throw us a rating and a review. Our music today is a track called Fuzzy and True by the Mini Vandals, and it comes courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. See you next time.